You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, October 6th. The year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my feeling kind of Danish co-host, Matt Sheehan. Ooh, just a little bit. Just feeling a little Danish because mm. on the show today for segments two and three, Matt, why don't you tell the people what we got? Well, I, I kicked you to the curb Ooh, and I got kick, on pro kick, football. You kicked, me. Oh, oh, you kicked me to the oh, curb. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> Kicked Will to the curb, and we brought on Pro Football Hall of Famer, MSU Athletics Hall of Famer, Morton Anderson, for two segments. Yeah, so talked about his podcast for a little bit, talked about kicking, talked a little about MSU. So, yeah, no, it was a cool conversation. Uh, he's definitely a great guy to talk to, so had a good time with that. Did you talk to him about his 97-yard field goal against Ohio State? We did bring that up, yes, and it was just a measly 63 yards. It was a, chi- <laughs> a, a mere chip shot for the, the likes of Morton Anderson. It's still a record. It is, yeah. Still a and record. We, we talk about, uh, and we talk about if he's surprised if it's still a record, um, even despite the fact that it's 63 yards. So a little bit of tease for you right there for later in the episode. There Ooh. you go. That'll be segments two and three. Off the top, uh, Matt has a surprise for me. I don't really know what it is. He said he had an epiphany. Oh, it's just riffraffing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it is nothing to do like analytical wise. Like that—that's you. You bring the smart topics. I just have like a dumb fan Perfect. topic that I want to bring up. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll do that here in a sec. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. And starting next week, we are back to your team every day, Matt. That's the slogan oh, for the Lockdown oh Network. Mm, your team wow. every day. We have not been every day. We went like two months. Every day after the season, basketball season got cut short. And then yeah. we stopped because I don't know how we made it that long. Uh, thank you listeners for hanging on for us for that long. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, that's that, that's where the shout out goes to right there. Yeah, You guys so, are the best. Never change. Thank you guys. And we are all the way back starting next week, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Coming at Perfect. you with just Michigan State football. We're going to start... Breaking down position groups, looking closer mm. at uh, opponent schedules, you know, sin- good scenarios, bad scenarios, all kinds of stuff. Betting lines, betting lines. Betting lines. <laughs> we're going to get some scrimmage results here soon. Oh, <laughs> we're so back. We are so back and physically hurts. Oh, I think MSU scrimmaging this weekend. Oh, wee. <laughs> Let's go. I guarantee you by the end of all this, right at the, the eve of the October 24th kickoff, I'm going 7-2. and two, I guarantee you. Right now, I'm still like 4-5, and five, but mm-mm-mm. Getting close. <laughs> we got at least two more weeks of good sound bites yes. coming out of these uh, scrimmages and practices. Oh, woo. Uh, also, spartanswill.substack.com. I've got a piece. It's either out or coming out about Michigan State's offense under Jay Johnson. It's a repurposed thing. Uh, I wrote at Spartans Wire back in the uh, the heyday when Jay Johnson was hired in February. But I did a little bit more uh, digging, looking at some different numbers and things like that. So a little bit more in-depth breakdown of what we can expect from Jay Johnson's offense at MSU. So look forward mm-hmm. to that. Also... Prop contest map. 
Whoop, whoop, prop, uh, I completely butchered that, sorry. Prop contest is what I meant to say. Yes. Woo! We got that at spartanswill.substack.com. So far for prizes, Matt, we've got a free a t-shirt yeah. from Home Field mm-hmm. Apparel, which is fantastic. These are all yes. fantastic. We've got a free month for Video Games Monthly, which is That's a, cool one. a retro yeah. video games rental company. It's almost like... Like the old way they used to do Netflix where they send you DVDs or really any sort of subscription box. They send you uh, whatever your subscription is. You pick an old gaming uh, console from like Atari all the way to Xbox 360. So it's not all that retro, but uh, it definitely can get retro. So if you've got a gaming system, they send you uh, games for that system every month for a fee and you get to keep the game. So our winner will get five free games from them for whatever uh, gaming console they want, which is pretty yep. sweet. Definitely. Videogamesmonthly.com. It's a couple MSU alums that run that, so shout out to them. We've also got something from Built Bar, a little pack of Built Go, their new energy yes. supplement. Not supplement, energy gel, I guess. Energy protein gel. It's like a protein Drink. Energy greatness. Yeah, yeah. pre workout energy slash protein drink all in one. So we got that. And then we got a $25 Target gift card. You got another $25 gift card to wherever you want. I said Amazon, but if you want it somewhere else, it can be somewhere else. And we're on the verge of getting some sweet MSU koozies. Not locked yes. in yet. But as soon as we have that locked in, we will certainly have more information. Feeling good about that. Uh, that's from Kayla Daniels, right? Oh, she's the best. Yeah, I've got a few koozie orders from her, and they are just absolutely sensational. Yes. Yes. So we'll have more info on that. So the prize pool is building up. Spartanswill.substack.com. Enter the prop contest. You pick 50 prop bets for the MSU football season, and the winner gets the the lot, Matt. It's a fun contest, free to enter, literally no catch at all. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, you just winner gets it all. So definitely sign up for that. All right, a lot of homework there, a lot of housekeeping there. Uh, we'll get to Morton Anderson in a second, but you had a few minutes of something you wanted to toss my way. Yeah, as I was just doing dishes, you know, my mind wanders as it does, and roughly 83% of the time it goes somewhere towards MSU sports. Uh, you know, that's, that's where my mind goes, Will. Will, is, is the human body ready for <laughs> MSU football and basketball to start within a month of each other? Is, is that too much is what I'm thinking because usually okay you get kicked off on Labor Day weekend let's just call it it would have been what September 5th this year mm-hmm. basketball usually kicks off yeah they got the scrimmage in late October most of the time but Champions Classic usually is that first Tuesday in mm-hmm. November I want to say that's usually a two-month buffer between yeah. football starting and basketball starting we get one month this time around <laughs> football season. one month yikes yeah <laughs> It can be tough when it's, I don't know, like 2014, when the basketball team has great expectations and the football team is playing meaningful games. Oh, yeah. Uh, those seasons were, were certainly tough, uh, especially tough on some livers. I know that. Uh, sure. You and I were both in school then, so the 2013, absolutely. 2014, that could, that could get tough. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you, though. We've had a lot of sports going on, Matt. Everything that got canceled... Just got yeah, moved. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, it got moved to September and October, mm-hmm. and you know, mainly September. Like September was the craziest sports month I can remember, and I don't think I really had much of a rooting interest in anything other than just like casual, like oh, I oh, like watching. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I like watching this team. Oh, it'd be cool. I like the story of the Miami Heat. Oh, whatever. 
right? Yeah. The Tigers totally. weren't ever really in it, and honestly, it's like, let's do one more year of being bad, and then we'll start to get good when the young guys come up. Pistons are out of it. Red Wings are out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Chicago listeners and, and listeners from other areas that probably had some more rooting interest in these things, but I had you know, no rooting interest at all other than I enjoy sports, and it was exhausting. <laughs> there was so much going on. There were nights... There was what all four professional like all the the big four were all going, uh, MLS WNBA were going. There was PGA. like there was a, a major and I don't know there might have been college football too. Like there was a Saturday that would it was just chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and way too much. I only got so Probably much a bandwidth horse race going on too. Yeah, yeah, I only have so much bandwidth. So I think it'll be a little better in October and November because NHL. NBA, MLB won't be going on. We'll have college football, college basketball, and NFL, and it'll feel a little bit normal because I think everything that's been postponed, they're they're mm-hmm. pretty much either done or about to be done. Totally, and you know what? The positive spin zone on this too is that I, I heart, you know, you talk about the Rose Bowl season and the 2014 MSU basketball season. Like those are two solid teams that you just cannot wait to see. It is just sensory overload, really, when that's happening. On the contrary, though, let's let's just walk all the way back. I'm going to really make you think here, just to uh, last fall, mm. uh, when the football team is really, uh-oh, things, <laughs> things are not going well whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we noticed this early in the season, and now at this point we realize that, oh, th- oh this ship is a sinking one. Yeah. Uh, you still have to wait like a good month and a half for basketball to start. Whereas this time, like, hey... Here's basketball. MSU's one and two after three weeks. I'm, sir, I got news for you. We got <laughs> basketball kicking off in about a week and a half here. So we got, that's yeah, the positive spin zone. We, we got have. a chance to watch a win over Duke in the Champions Classic to make us forget about mm-hmm. the, the year zero woes under Mel Tucker. I'm all in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, basketball just comes to rescue us a little earlier is, yeah. is the positive spin I, zone. However, like, wow, both of those worlds colliding within the same calendar month. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm not going to live. <laughs> There might be some days where we just, in weeks, uh, not might, there will be some weeks where it's just like, yeah, we don't have time to get to everything. Because November last year, I remember, was oh, like... Oh, 10 episode weeks. Yeah. 10 episode weeks, Will. We'll make up for lost time. Let's just go for it, man. November was hectic last year. Like We didn't even get to some things. You're previewing basketball games. You're trying to talk about football. You're trying to recap a basketball game, and it's just you run out of time, even though we're doing... I mean, Hell, like February got to that point between men's basketball and the coaching hire for yeah. football too. It got yeah. overwhelming at, at, at points. Yeah, but oh, 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 content city. Yeah, so that, that I'm more concerned city. about that. Yeah, I had some sports burnout, but I think caring more about Michigan State will make it a little bit easier. And stakes with football are lower this year. In first year of a new regime, basketball will certainly have some stakes, but not as high as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe this team can make the Final Four as opposed to this team needs to win the title. Right, yeah. so I, I think it, I think it's an okay year to kind of have them crammed together, and I, you know, basketball, like you said, probably going to be rescuing uh, football from just you know year zero with year zero fourteen year zero. new starters on both sides. Year of the zero, ball. year zero. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back with the great Morton Anderson, but first we got to pay some bills here, Matt. Even though we don't have bills, uh, hmm. first a word from RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com, Matt. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job talking about rock auto. Yeah, 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. They got nice. gas pedals too, Matt. Wow, gas pedal gas. Gas nope, pedal. Can't, can't say, no copyright, copyright infringement. Whether it's yeah. for your classic Boys. car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. <laughs> oh my God. Deliver oh, no. directly to your door. And best of all, price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts, Matt? Doesn't make sense. Don't do it. No, you wear giant shoes with a big red nose. You would be a clown. Inside, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Yes, sir. The great folks at Home Field Apparel, along with giving us, giving me, a, giving you, really, a free t-shirt yeah, no. to the winner yeah. of the prop contest. The They've got a deal for you with a promo code we'll get to in a sec. But first, Home Field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They find these vintage retro logos from programs, yearbooks. They're really cool, and they use it to design clothing that you're just not going to find hardly anywhere else there's so many original unique shirts on home field apparel and it's not just msu they've got central western eastern northern grand valley ferris state wayne state udm and hope all in the great state of michigan fire up dutch indeed they dropped their vintage michigan state line at the beginning of august and you need to go check it out if you haven't done so go to homefieldapparel.com and you get 20 percent off your first purchase of home field apparel gear with promo code on spartans one word on spartans that's 20% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com, promo code on Spartans. Okay, Matt, let's uh, get to your interview with Morton Anderson. All right, I am beyond fired up to have on seven-time Pro Bowler, 2017 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, 1981 All-American, 2011 MSU Hall of Fame inductee, but most importantly, fellow podcaster, Morton Anderson. Morton, thank you so much for joining us today. How on earth are you doing? I'm ha- I'm hanging in there, uh, Matt. You know, just uh, making the best of this virtual world right now and sure. uh, having some fun with some NFL legends, which is kind of cool to be able to connect with them and get to know them better. So everything is is moving pretty well. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, because uh, you just recently launched a podcast, uh, Great Day Nation, uh, which comes out every Wednesday, I believe. Is that correct? Every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, we uh, we launch a new episode. We have a weekly episode throughout the uh, regular season. And then if if it's received well, we'll probably just continue it um, for for the playoffs. We, uh, we've had a lot of fun. We had Archie Manning the first week, and then we had uh, Trent Green, who does a lot of the broadcasting for CBS for the games and whom I played with in Kansas City. Then we had Franco Harris last week, and we just launched this week with Terrell Davis, Denver Broncos legend, Super Bowl MVP. And uh, next week we have a huge, huge, uh, a huge player, big name from Buffalo. So I'll, I'll leave you guessing who that might be. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> A lot of fun, man. Great Dane Nation on all your platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you pull your music down and podcasts, you can, we're, we're everywhere. We're also on VegasInsider.com. 
Class Podcast, so you can find us there as well because that's our sponsor. So we like to give them a little plug, obviously. And uh, sure. yeah, it's fun. It's about an hour, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour. We kind of do uh, we do a guest and we talk current events. We talk about the games a little bit. We have a handicapper who kind of handicaps the games for who's interested in putting a few shingles down on the games, you know, uh, making smart choices and uh, giving people some options there. And, uh, and so it's been, uh, it's been really fun. It's been a lot of fun and it's, it keeps me busy. Uh, like I said, when, when there's not a lot of traveling. No, totally. And yeah, I listened to the Terrell Davis interview and yeah, it's a fascinating podcast for sure. Like you just not only talk about handicapping and your former football days, but just life in general. And I got to give a nod to your stories about your Hall of Fame speech and uh, the the pregame beforehand with with your buddies from from Denmark. That's a that's a great crew that you you uh, roll with over there. <laughs> Wanted to calm the nerves a little bit, and nothing sure. like a green Jello shot from an Irish bar that does no, that. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, so speaking of nerves, like I'm just gonna jump way ahead to actually beyond your pro football career. When it was all said and done, you had 35 game-winning field goals that either happened in the fourth quarter or overtime. Eventually, during those 35, like, did nerves ever fade away? Were they always there? Or were there never any nerves in the first place for you? Um, I think it was kind of harnessed energy, you know, I like to call it. Um, I think what happens is you, you feel pressure, you feel stress when the task at hand is larger than the skill set that you possess to accomplish it. So, you know, I was usually those things I was asked to do at the end of the games were in my wheelhouse, you know, they were realistic. They were something I've done in practice over and over again and repetitively. And so I never really uh, gave a lot of credence and spend a lot of time on uh, the nervous energy. I, I focused on the two things that I absolutely controlled, which is my effort, my attitude, and everything else kind of faded into white noise. So yeah, gotcha. uh, just kind of yeah, just kind of went with it and uh, try to be as relaxed and as focused as I could for those brief moments I was on the field because it, it is over very quickly. And uh, for sure. if you're not ready for it, you can. You can get slapped across the face pretty quickly. So it's, um, you know, it's an interesting uh, business to be a high, in the high performance business and also to be a kicker because it's very small bursts of intensity and then a lot of downtime. So how do you how do you focus on all the downtime? How do you prepare yourself for these intense moments that are over very quickly? And uh, it's difficult to do, uh, and you have to train that. Totally. And so, and there's also no roller coaster in the world as exciting as really the college kicker. Uh, because, and now here's a question I'm sure that you never ever get. Um, how much of kicking is mental versus physical? I, I'm sure you've only gotten that question maybe 2,000 times in your life, I, I would assume. <laughs> well, it depends on the guy that, that gotcha. and the brain inside that guy. That helps. So it depends on how much noise is going on in, 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 that, in that player's head. If you're able to calm your demons and uh, whatever worry, whatever anxiety you might have, you know you're gonna have. It, you know it, it flows better. But if you overthink things and if you're a worrier and if you are constantly distracted by things that are out of your realm and you can't control, then I would imagine that the mental aspect starts to mess with you. I mean, physically you have to be 
explosive, you have to be flexible, you have to have stability on the plant side, you have to have all those things, and you have to execute a very precise movement through the ball with power and with leverage. Mentally, you have to be centered, focused, relaxed, breathing normally as possible. Even when 80,000 people are watching you, how do you, how do you calm your pulse? How do you, how are you able to do that? So there are techniques to that. Obviously, there, there's a skill set that you can develop over time with that. That's not, you can't phone that in. So it's a, it's a, it's a long answer to a short question, but it really depends on the individual player, you know? All right. So you can't worry. You can't be distracted. You have to have focus and you have to breathe normally at all times. It sounds, I think I'd be the world's worst kicker on record in uh, college football history if I gave it a try. So that's good Good to know that I didn't go down that road uh, like you did. Just going back to your MSU days, though, what's the biggest thing or best thing that happened to you at MSU that you carried through your pro career, if anything, whether it be coaching or experience or anything like that? I think being part of a team, being part of something bigger than yourself and understanding that, you know, you fit like fingers in a glove, that you're part of, can't go that road alone. You're depending on other people and, and, and guys that were great at what they did. And I think being influenced by guys like Eddie Smith and Kirk Gibson and Mm -hmm. guys that were pros, even in college, they played at a high level and, had the discipline, but also understood to turn it off when they were off the field and have a lot of fun. And so I think the camaraderie, the fellowship, the locker room, but also all the lessons that that were taught, you know, on the field and being part of something, being part of a team and trying to accomplish something that was bigger than yourself. I think that's probably the number one thing I've taken with me. All right, we'll be right back with a little bit more from Matt and the Great Dane. How do you feel the interview's going so far, Matt? So far, so good. Uh, a little bit of stumbling on my part, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of black out in these interviews. Uh, yeah, so we, we halfway down, halfway to go. We're, we're feeling okay about the second half coming up. Fantastic. We'll get to that in just a sec. But first, a word from Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Bill Barr. And Bill Go. Not yet. Maybe. Bill Go is, ah, is sorry. Bill, okay. Bill Go's the next show. We'll talk about Bill Go later. God. God. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got a new and improved formula, and it is even better tasting. I don't know how they did it, but they did it, Matt. I, science has been defied with Built Bar. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and crunch, or cookies and cream, <laughs> cherry cookies and crunch, <laughs> cookies and crunch, lemon almond <laughs> cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and you know the, the 12 classics that they got. Peanut butters, fire, mint, brownie, salted, caramel, toffee, almond, peanut butter, brownie. They are just fantastic. They're soft, easy to chew, and every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. And best of all, they're healthy, Matt. Oh, are they really? I don't know how, but they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Something that tastes this good shouldn't be good for you. It's like the law of man. If it tastes good, it's probably bad for you. Built Bar defies all of that. Their bars, you know. Peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, and it's like that up and down their flavor roster. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Hey! 
and if you don't mind, I'm just going to rewind all the way back to your high school days because just your journey to MSU in itself is fascinating because you came from Denmark, played one season of high school football down in Indianapolis, and then here you are kicking collegiately at Michigan State, obviously. So I just got to know, like, how did that recruitment go? Did you come to America looking to kick, like, collegiately and professionally? Or how, how did this whole road go for you? I'm sorry that's such a broad question, but, yeah, I, I'm just fascinated by it. I was uh, – yeah. Started in high school, walked on the high school team. They didn't have a soccer team, and that's really what I wanted to play. But gotcha. Since they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the team, I uh, they asked me if I could, you know, wanted to. They needed a kicker if I wanted to try, and you know, the ball wasn't round. That was concerning to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. Especially, you know, I put foot to ball. It flew pretty well, and and I was the the, the team's new kicker. And then Michigan State had a Danish kid named Hans Nielsen who was a kicker before me back in the in the uh, mid 70s and he came down and recruited me and we spoke Danish together and he told me about the university oh, nice. I went to visit the university and stayed with him and so it was a pretty easy decision for me really to I figured if Hans Hans could do it then I then I could do it and uh, it turned out to be fairly accurate I would say Gotcha. So was there any culture shock by the time you did get to MSU or was it all gone by then in like the 10, 12 months that you were already in America beforehand? Well, I had learned the language. That was a big, obviously a big uh, hurdle to overcome. Sure. If you don't speak the native language, it's difficult. It's going to be a difficult one. We had a Japanese exchange student who didn't speak English very well. She had a really hard time for 10 months high school because she couldn't communicate. No, nobody spoke Japanese, so she was kind of isolated. And so I, I, I felt really lucky. I picked up the language fairly quickly and uh, had a lot of friends through the sports that I participated in. So my, my transition was probably easier than some of the other exchange students that, that we had at the school. Culture-wise, I mean, culture shock-wise, Michigan State was just a bigger venue you were playing in front instead of 10,000 to 5,000 people, you're playing in front of, you know, 72,000 people. And uh, the campus was, you know, gigantic, 45,000, 44,000 undergrads. So that whole experience of living in a dorm and being part of a, a college community was, was exciting to me. It was dynamic. and It was four of the greatest years I've, I've ever had in my life. It, not only, you know, you committed to greatness in front of 75,000 people at Spartan Stadium, but you also did something incredible in front of 102,000 people down in Columbus your senior year in 1981. 63-yard field goal at Ohio State. Uh, first of all, the, the size of the stones you have to have to bury that kick in the horseshoe is incredible. And second, are you kind of surprised that that record has held on for 39 years? Because it feels like records get broken left and right all the time. I mean, 63 is mightily impressive, but man, that, that's been a long time for that record. Yeah, it's still sitting there. And I, I am a little surprised because guys are getting stronger and better. And, uh, and I think, you know, they're trying longer field goals. I, I don't know in, in the NFL, certainly that's the case. I don't know about college, but I am a little surprised that somebody hasn't had a chance to, uh, and maybe some, there have been some, some attempts at it, but just not made. So, you know, it, it it does warrant that you, you need to have a, a scenario that allows you to get that try either at the end of a half or end of a game because you're not going to risk giving up field position in case you don't make it. So it's uh, it, it's kind of a cool thing to have, you know, but 
again, if it gets broken, it's it was a hell of a run, right? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Nearly four decades. That's <laughs> that's big time. Like obviously, that kick is probably one that you could remember fondly. Is there any other big moments at state that you look back on time to time? I know that your career is laced with great moments, but is there any from your time in East Lansing? Other than the six-three yarder field. Oh man, there were, there's so many of the student section, yell, uh, you know, chanting my name before kickoffs. <laughs> That's cool. You know, Morty, Morty. <laughs> thousands of students because we used to kick the the kickoff through the end zone, you know, touchbacks. And mm-hmm. I remember in the big house playing Michigan in 1978 <clears throat> or 77, 78, yeah, and I hit a 57 yard field goal. I, I don't know if it was 78 or 79, but I hit a really long ball at at Michigan Stadium. I don't know if that's a record down there. If something bigger has happened, but. Yeah. 57 was a pretty good poke at uh, at the big house. And, uh, you know, we beat Michigan my freshman year. That was a highlight for sure. 24-15, mm-hmm. we beat them. And uh, just a lot of a lot of games my freshman year. We were really good in 78 with Dale Rogers. Like I said, we had Kirk Gibson, Eddie Smith. We we had a potent offense, and we scored a lot. And it, it was really fun to be part of uh, that kind of uh, an offensive football team. And so when's the last time that you've been to East Lansing? Like you obviously had the 2011 um, Hall of Fame induction that year. Have you been back to East Lansing since? Because obviously you're a busy guy and you live uh, southern part of the country. But have you been up recently? Yeah, I come up. Uh, my son, Sebastian, is the junior at Michigan State. So he's up there. Cool. And uh, so go visit him. Go see Izzo and D'Antonio when he was the coach. And For sure. We both go to the games. So uh, absolutely try to make it up for a football game and a basketball game. And uh, so a couple times a year I'm up there. And I've also uh, supported Kirk Gibson's uh, foundation, uh, the Parkinson's. And uh, so I see, I try to see Kirk and he comes to mine in May. So I try to see some of my old teammates at least once or twice a year. That's awesome. And so you have had run-ins with uh, Izzo and D'Antonio. Then it sounds like, like what, what are those interactions like when, when you do get up to talk to those guys? Well, those guys were great. I mean, they're, they're, they've been coaches at the highest level at a D1 school, and uh, so they've had a lot of success. D'Antonio had a heck of a run oh, yeah. for a lot of years, made it to the Final Four of the playoffs, and, you know, Rose Bowl victories and uh, bowl victories and, and big wins. And Izzo, I mean, his record speaks for himself. He's in the college basketball, I mean, in, in, the, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, maybe not even the college, but the real, the real deal. The, mm-hmm. You know, the college basketball Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's the college or just basketball Hall of Fame, but he's he's in it and he deserves to be there. And his teams are always, seems always to be there when it's the Elite Eight and the Final Four. You know, you're always talking about Izzo and Spartans, which is a great sense of pride for me to to say, hey, I went to that school. We still have have it going on. No, totally. And last question, and I'm sure uh, this is going to be a very unique question for you, uh, that sarcasm. Um, But let's just say the NCAA officers just called me, and they let me know that you have magically gained another year of eligibility in college. Could you, at your state right now, Get a full season as a college kicker, do you think? Do you think you could uh, do an adequate job? Oh, absolutely. Now? I'm 60 years old, bro. There Come on. Nice. I could probably, you know, if you wanted to put me in there for a chip shot or something to win the game, that would be kind of fun, you know. Sure. Uh, a little 32-yarder, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be okay with me. 
But no, nah, whole season, no way, no way. I would, <laughs> I'd be the Gatorade guy. I would be the boy on the sideline, you know, giving the uh-huh. give, giving my guys, you know, towel gates, towels, and and uh, electrolytes. How about that? <laughs> there we go. I, I mean, the Big Ten's only nine games this year. I'm sure you can squeeze out a nine game season. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I I think not. I think not. <laughs> I'm going to take a pass on that. I'm going to go up and have a frothy one and watch the game. How about that? There we go. Nice. <laughs> well, Maureen, I, yeah. I had a great time talking with you, and I uh, really do appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, uh, I, I know on Twitter you're running a contest that I'm actually trying to win myself because I would love a Morton Anderson autograph in my man cave downstairs. But go it's follow him on Twitter. Cool, uh, it, it's it's awesome. Cool card. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're getting to 200 retweets. Once we get there, we'll pick the winners, and, and we'll have – have different prizes too so it's uh I, you know it's a lot of it's a lot of fun so great dane nations out there on all the platforms and of course i have mine at uh, great dane i think it's my handle is uh, great dane 2544 on twitter so perfect a lot of fun definitely yeah, follow yes. us uh, rate us and uh please listen to the podcast let me know uh let us know how we're doing yeah, it's an awesome podcast, so everyone's got to go listen to that. And uh, more next time you're in East Lansing, if you're ever around for a tailgate, uh, we'll do a green jello shot. We'll uh, connect there, and we'll, we'll get you set in your way before heading to Spartan Stadium. How does that sound? I'll pull the RV up next to Max Bar, right. and we'll go from there. Perfect. All right, sounds good. Awesome. All right, All right. thanks All right. so much for listening to more, today's episode really of Locked on Spartans. It, thanks a ton to the Hall of Famer, Morton Anderson, for uh, stooping to our level. Because before mm-hmm. this, the what was the podcast appearance he did before this? Uh, it's like some top 75 ranked sports podcast called part of my take. Mm. Never really. Yeah. I haven't really heard it uh, too often, but yeah. <laughs> heard it. it was about two weeks before this. Yeah. Just one of the three podcast sports podcasts that are constantly <laughs> battling for the number one sports podcast every single month. Just that, just that. <laughs> just awful. one of those. And then he steps down to locked on Spartan. So thanks a ton, uh, mm-hmm for to morton for joining the show best of luck with your podcast sir and thanks to you guys for listening to today's show reminder to rate review subscribe to the podcast go to spartanswill.substack.com listen or not listen read about jay johnson's offense sign up for our prop contest tons of great prizes from homefield built bar video games monthly.com couple gift cards and perhaps some michigan state koozies which are awesome as well, we'll be back later in the week, uh, and I think you know Thursday's the plan right now, and we're going to see what trickles out of the MSU camp in terms of practice reports, media sessions. We're starting to see that ramp up a little bit. Hopefully, we'll get some fresh new stuff there and be able to just continue on with the, the training camp look around, maybe play some more ah or ba. Okay, I like that. We'll do that. So that's the plan for later in the week. Thanks so much for listening. Matt, why don't you take us on home? Go green. How insightful is that? That's a that's a strong end right there. Oh, nice. I'm firing on all cylinders right now. Woo.